Hello, everybody. Welcome to Guys Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelicoon. You are listening to episode ninety-six of the Spin Chagrin, and last week's category was Vegas, baby. So, Frank, um, what movie did you come up uh, with? And um, simple answer: Does it have the phrase "What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas"? In it? No, because this movie existed before that phrase was a thing. So, mm. okay. Um, let me say first of all that um, YouTube channel wrestling bios that we watch um, reviewed the WrestleMania nine that took place in Las Vegas uh, yes. today. Mm-hmm. So I kind of count that as a spiritual <laughs> chagrin because that's a terrible WrestleMania. Yes. Um. So I watched that today and was reminded of just how bad like certain wrestling angles were at the time, mm. um, especially Which with one? Hulk Hogan. Yes. This Hogan. is where Bret Hart fights Yokozuna for the world title and then mm. loses to Yokozuna and then Hulk Hogan immediately comes out and beats Yokozuna yeah. to take the title off of him because, yeah. you know, of course. That's a, that's, a fourth, that's a fourth world title reign, man. Hogan had been away from um, wrestling for or WWE for a minute because he was trying to not, not take not, steroids. Well, not be implicated in taking steroids. Yes. Comes back looking thin, mm. thin, but he goes over. He always goes over. It's Hogan. <laughs> He's going over you right now and you don't even know it. That's true. He's pinning you somewhere. Nick Hogan is not going over. He's going over the fucking, I don't know, something jail cell. Whatever. Yeah. He's getting right. Never mind. I won't go there. Right. <laughs> Inappropriate. Um so it was one of those things where I guess now until the end of the year you're gonna roll and it's gonna be two categories and I'm gonna pick. Yes. But I'd also like to say a second honorable mention um i tried to watch a kurt cameron movie <laughs> uh-huh um i can't even remember what the fucking thing was called let me go back to tubi and i'll see because i started it so i was like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna be clever and i want to watch both and then I talk about kurt cameron in vegas <laughs> mm-hmm. um so i was scrolling through kurt cameron like i searched kurt cameron on tubi and um some movies came up but he's got a lot of like oh yeah, sorry, long, long fucking day. Long life. It's a long life indeed. And Cameron <laughs> also is using my own jokes against me. Um, <laughs> it's called Kirk Cameron Connect. Okay. Kirk Cameron colon Connect. Is it, it like Connect like the the like Connect the, Nintendo? Oh, okay. Not. I don't even know what the Nintendo thing is. Um, Kirk Cameron colon Connect. The famous father of six helps families navigate the dilemmas and opportunities they face in a social media-centered world where smartphones rule. And the picture is him sitting in a church with, like, the altar and the cross placed between him and some bearded dude who's pointing his finger at heaven. And I was like, oh, this is ripe for parody. Um, But the first thing they talk about is a father who basically caught a online sexual predator trying to groom his son through mm-hmm. like social media. And I just yeah. was like, this isn't yeah. funny. Right. And I don't know that I want to make fun of this. And Kirk Cameron was being like genuine. Mm-hmm. And so I felt bad. And so I stopped watching it. Don't um, do that for Kirk Cameron. 
I felt bad for the fact that I was going to make fun of a child being like potentially molested for, you know, laughs <laughs> on our podcast. So I don't feel bad for Kirk Cameron. Okay. But I thought that it was something where that's a pretty serious subject matter and not something that I want to make right. fun of necessarily. Oh, Connect is a uh, Windows device, like Microsoft thing. Never mind. That's K I N E C K, not yeah. Connect. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of knew what you were talking about, but I don't want to shame you by making fun of you for getting it wrong. So I was just going to let it go. But thank you. For Thanks, doing man. It for me. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to be a gentleman. I'm just I also to be have, transparent. Um, well, everyone knows. Um, <laughs> I also have on my queue a movie called Venus and Vegas, which stars Daniel Faison mm. and Eddie K. Thomas and Jamie Presley. Ooh. And the description here is a jobless man's plot to win his ex-girlfriend goes haywire when he joins two friends in robbing a warehouse of casino chips owned by a Vegas mobster. Yeah, Racist. and I was thinking, um, what good would that do? Because the chip has no inherent value unless it's like used at the casino, but it doesn't matter, I guess. Um, we'll never so, know. So I didn't. Yeah, we won't because I'm never going to watch it, and I actually just removed it from my queue too. So fuck that movie. Right. All this is in service to talk about Destination Vegas, which is a one hour and eighteen minute magnum opus of nonsense from 1995 um starring jennifer sommerfeld claude duhamel richard lynch um directed by a guy named paul Wynn. no one you know or have ever seen before or possibly have ever seen since mm. um i didn't look up to see if claude duhamel is related to josh duhamel um but if he is we definitely got the worst duhamel um uh, I'll try to find out. He is not, it looks like. Well, he was in Valentine. That's funny. Um, Terrible horror movie from 2001. I did no research on this, by the way, because... Claude Duhamel like, has a lot of credits in camera and electrical department, so... Uh, you yeah, know. You, know, you know why that is? Why? Because he's a fucking awful actor. <laughs> so... Destination Vegas is a wannabe neo-noir. Um, I assume it was inspired somewhat by movies like Red Rock West. Um, so the movie opens with... I don't know. It's like a fucking... Like, 11th grade theater company's interpretation of, like, Waiting for Godot. So it sees like three men standing in this darkened room with like hazy light casting down on them. And the one guy you can only see from the back and the other two guys are like that fucking bitch. She's going to ruin everything. She better not ruin this deal or it's your ass. Mm -hmm. And the guy's like, oh, don't you worry. I'm going to take care of it. I'm not going to let her ruin anything. And he's like, but what do you think I should do? And they're like, maybe you should kill her. Ha ha ha. So then there's this fucking fractured narrative where they jump back and forth in time um, between this woman. Uh, this is the Jennifer Somerfeld character mm -hmm. 
who's a shapely blonde 20-something um, who is escaping across the country in... She hitchhikes and gets in a truck with a guy who's, like, really pro-Second Amendment. Okay. And he has a shotgun, and she takes the shotgun, and she steals his truck. Mm. And then she parks that, and she hijacks another man who is Claude Duhamel, um, whose name is <laughs> Texas O'Shaughnessy. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit uh texas o'shaughnessy also known as tex it's like a borderlands character name <laughs> it is it is he talks like a borderlands character too um <laughs> he's a car thief and possible murderer hmm. and definite psychopath um who's the love interest in this movie <laughs> um so sommerfeld uh what is her name missy missy um is a lawyer that works at this prestigious law firm that's dating this like patrick bateman-esque scumbag dude who sexually harasses her at work where she has to threaten him even though he's her boyfriend to stop sexually harassing her while they're at work um they live together or no they don't live together but he's like they share an apartment that he's over a lot so She's home one night and these hitmen come and try and kill her. Um, to which she escapes out a window, and that's when she steals. You see that she steals the car, mm -hmm. then gets in the truck, then meets up with Duhamel. Um it all it keeps flashing back because she thinks that her boyfriend is dead too, because she's like thinking that oh, he came home and he got shot. Because mm -hmm. she keeps trying to call him and he doesn't like answer the phone and she keeps having to leave voicemails. So it keeps flashing back to the scene of him getting shot. So I thought he was dead through the whole movie. Like, mm. I'm an idiot. And I was like, anyway, I'll get to that later. Um, so she's holding Duhamel at gunpoint, and they're driving down the road in a station wagon that he also stole from someone else because he's a car thief because he just got out of jail. And he was in jail because he had committed Grand Theft Auto, but he didn't go to jail for that. He went to jail for a gun charge because his best friend um, brought a gun in to see him in jail, okay. which I don't think is how things work. But this is like the way that it's framed is that the the dude brought a pistol into jail to see him. Okay. And it somehow caused him to serve three years in jail. Okay. And uh, so he was already in jail and he got three more years. I don't know. His friend brought in the. Actually, I don't know. I didn't understand. <laughs> he has. So Te Texas O'Shaughnessy has. Uh, what accent do you think Texas O'Shaughnessy has? I'm going to ask you this question. Oh, um, I would I would assume Texas. He has a Louisiana Creole accent. Okay. Which makes absolute sense, right? Because it should be Texas. It really is only like a few hour drive. Well, it doesn't matter because he's not from Louisiana. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> well, where is he from? I don't know. But oh, he, okay. anyway, so 
he was on his way to Reno to murder his best friend for sending him to jail. And Missy says, are you going to murder your ex-wife? And he said, nah, she's just some kind of tomcat. And ain't no need to murder her. I'm just going to murder her. Oh, well, Claude is from Canada. They don't know anything. They don't know how to do an American accent. Well, this is the best you're going to (laughs) get. So, the assassins are still chasing them throughout this entire movie. Okay. And repeatedly, the assassin's car breaks down. Like, it's like shooting, like, steam out of the radiator, blah, blah, blah. Yet, somehow, it's repaired when it's time to, like, have the car chase again. Mm-hmm. And it is the slowest fucking car chase across the desert. Not even, like, interesting desert. Just, like, flat, open, like, outside Vegas desert. Um. So, anyway. So... Uh, oh my god so you I've, find I've, out that i've had a trailer playing like on silent just so i can get kind of get like some visuals here and um basically everything you're describing is in the trick yes <laughs> well because the movie's only 71 minutes long it's right. not like it's like and it feels like it's like it probably feels like it's like 100 minutes long uh-huh I mean, it doesn't feel like super long. Anyway. So these hitmen are chasing them. So the hitmen are chasing them. And the hitmen are kind of comic relief, but also like supposed to be stone cold killers. Mm. So they don't want to make them too comic relief. Right. Um, I don't know what it reminded me of. It kind of reminded me of like Laurel and Hardy combined with the two guys from a history of violence. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So somebody so was trying to calls. capture the Tarantino tone and like yeah, just fuck exactly. it all up. Yeah. Um, so yeah. you find out this thing about um you know, the whole him with his the reason he was in jail, blah, blah, blah. Um, so he's constantly hitting on. Like he's like a woman leg like you, she showed me I treated well by her man. Why ain't your man? <laughs> Why ain't your man with you right now trying to kill for you? He should be kid. You know what his accent is? It's the Briscoe brothers via New Orleans. Mm. Like he talks like he has no teeth. Right. And he dresses like Brett Michaels circa like 1993. So he's got a bandana and a cowboy hat and yeah, um, like a tank top and jeans that are like riding down. So, you know, he's always hitting on her. Oh, but I, my mom, my ex-wife, she had a leg like you. Can I touch your leg? Your Jesus leg Christ. Sweet. Okay. And then he does. He, like, he goes to touch it, but his hand's shaking because she's so beautiful. Um, and she's like, no, don't touch me. Um. So anyway. So. How long does it take her to fuck him after that? Oh, that happens at like the 45 minute mark. <laughs> um. So they end up stopping at a gas station because their car is like overheating because that's constantly what's happening in this movie. <laughs> and in all fairness, I guess in 1995, um, you know, cars were a lot, they had a lot more issues where, you know, I don't know, there was always like steam leaking out of shit in my car constantly when I was whatever because they're mm-hmm. driving like an older model car. It's like a celebrity or something like an 84 celebrity. Okay. Um, 
so they stop at this gas station to fix it and there's this like fat dude outside and he's like can't you read the sign it says no gas and then so she pulls the shotgun on him um and is like i don't need gas i need you to fix my car <laughs> he's like oh of all days to let the mechanic have off um <laughs> but then he's got to go fix their fuel pump that's what mm-hmm. it is. they got a bad mm-hmm. fuel pump um so then they duct tape him to the chair and leave him prisoner after he fixes it. And then that's when the two assassins pull up and they find out that like those two were there, so they're still on their trail. So at one point after this, they pull over at like a junkyard for some reason. Even though they're being pursued by assassins and have recently been pursued by assassins, mm-hmm. they decide to have sex because in the the junkyard in the junkyard up against the hood of oh they get out of the car and fuck on the car yeah 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 okay and at first i thought it was just a quickie because he's like just whatever railing her right um but then like they take off her blouse and is this like some red shoe diaries type sex Mm, that's probably classier than this okay um but yes sure fine red shoes diaries that's all right. Two Moon Junction, whatever, or whatever, mm. Half Moon Junction. Two Moon Junction. Two Moon some, Junction. Yeah. There's some junction happening where there's one. <laughs> there's definitely junction. Yeah. Happening. So Sylvia Crystal's having sex with somebody. Um. Anyway, so in the middle of them having sex, the assassins pull up. Of course. And they get in the stupidest gunfight ever. Anytime anybody shoots, there's a scene where she's running down the road in high heels. Hmm. With the assassins chasing her. And they're shooting at her straight ahead and nothing hits her. Yeah. And there's also a scene where they're in a dune. On a dune? They're in some... There's dunes involved. Like the movie. Sand. (laughs) Yes. Sand. 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 And they're shooting at each other. And she's shooting a shotgun at them from like 15 feet away. And they never get hit. Yeah. And so all they do is they just drop down into the dune and that's what protects them is laying face first in the sand and yeah. she can't hit them. Both so of anyway, those scenes in the trailer. But I, 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 it's the whole movie, buddy. <laughs> um, I should watch the trailer and see just how much of the movie is there. Um, so anyway, so they have sex, which establishes that like they're in love with each other. Um, because she's the woman that he needs and he's the man that she needs. And, um, so then you find out that I don't, maybe, maybe you found this out already and I'm just an idiot. The boyfriend was the guy from the beginning of the movie that said that he was going to take care of her. Um, and he's like going to this big meeting in Las Vegas. So the thing, the deal, I, I'm probably not going to get this right. They're stealing land from the indigenous people of the rainforests. That's what their deal is. Okay. And they don't intend, like, they're pretending like it's for conservation, but their real intention is to, like, deforest it because that's where the money comes in when you deforest the land in the rainforest. I swear to God, there's, like, a three-minute speech about deforestation of the Amazon and how it can affect profits for like corporations it's 
scintillating. It's like fucking yes. trade routes and yes. taxation and the Phantom right. Menace. <laughs> um. So anyway, so there's nothing sexy about. <laughs> no. I'm sorry, it's showing on the screen. Smart, sexy. Um, oh. There's nothing sexy about stealing land from the, in the yeah. rainforest. Yeah, from the indigenous peoples. Yes. Um. So they finally make it to Vegas with the assassins still chasing after them. Um. There's one scene where they're, and this is how you can tell it's 1995. There's one scene where they're driving down the strip and there's like the ambient noise outside is um uh like touts or whatever for the different casinos mm-hmm. offering like a dollar ninety nine buffet mm. or four ninety nine steak and lobster. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, man, that is the Vegas of our childhood and not the Vegas of the reality of the modern age. Right. Right. Which would be like a four hundred dollar steak and lobster. Right. Um maybe a twelve ninety nine buffet. Anyway, so all the people, like the lawyers and everything, and these corrupt politicians from South America, they're all at this press conference conference with a bunch of press in you know, in attendance. Mm-hmm. Um with the intention of signing the contract to purchase the land from the sky that um is representing the indigenous people and they're all like smiling and like nodding their head like yeah we did it <laughs> we're gonna make all this money and then she bursts in the door and starts running around going oh my god don't let him do it don't let him sign it they're crooks they're thieves it's like a three minute, not three minutes. It's like a minute and a half scene of her just like running around. I've got this disc. This disc has all the evidence. Is that like her holding it up in the air and stuff like that? Yeah. That's in the trailer. Yeah. Nice. Well, then the entire movie's in the trailer. <laughs> They're going to kill me. They're trying to kill me. They've been sending assassins to kill me. Um. So her boyfriend's like, what are you doing? Oh, what are you doing? And the other guys are just like, oh, we're screwed. <laughs> so the boyfriend gets kicked in the dick by her mm. and then hit by Texas O'Shaughnessy and then they kick him when he's on the ground. Mm. So then the assassins come in and the one assassin, you know who else they're like? They're like um the two dudes from uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Um, I can't remember their names, but um, Rosewood and Taggart? Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. But like the random generic they're wearing like black suits with white shirts and black tie. I mean, I don't know. Right. They're the just like dogs most, look, yeah. Yeah, generic fucking like hitmen of all time. Right. Um, so they pull a gun, and there's like literally like 30 police officers in this conference. So probably not the best idea. Um and then there's this weird, like artsy. I well, okay. I use that with, like, the most hyper quotes of all time because it's definitely just ridiculous. It's, again, like, eighth grade level, like, art house, you know, I'm pretentious filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, Every, like, every major character gets, like, or, like, the bad guys get the black and white, like, freeze frame effect, <laughs> which is meant to imply that they're dead. Um, right. So then... Um, 
you see that O'Shaughnessy and Missy are, uh, they've stolen the boyfriend's convertible and they're driving to Reno to, um, I guess take out like his brother and like hook up some more. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. That's destination Vegas. Mm. Um, so they do make it to Vegas. There's some Vegas right. in it. Right. It's brief. Yeah. Made me really want a dollar ninety nine all you can eat buffet. Because okay, so here, here we're we're gonna follow up on this buffet thing, right? I I found a comparison chart online for all Vegas buffets from the major hotels. Bellagio. Now these are dinner prices, right? Dinner buffet prices. Bellagio, seventy nine ninety nine for an all you can eat buffet. Yes. Yeah. Caesar's Palace. Also seventy nine ninety nine. At the win, seventy four ninety nine. At the nice. wicked, there is none at the wicked spoon at Circus Circus. Uh, not the cheapest, but it's thirty two ninety nine. Um, at the Palms, it's thirty six ninety nine. Um, and then you're getting down to like things that people don't care about as much, like South Point and like Main Street Station and stuff like that. They're twenty eight ninety five at South Point, Rampart Casino twenty seven ninety nine, uh, Main Street Station thirty two ninety nine. The Lobster at one of these was um where is that? That's the Palms has a lobster buffet, lobster dinner buffet that is uh sixty four ninety nine. Oh, so this is lobster's trash. They also have a snow crab and prime rib dinner um for kids. Um the kid price is 30 29.99 and the adults is 42.99. Mm. They got all the buffets at the Palms. Um so yeah, like it's even more ridiculous than I thought. Um <clears throat> in terms of pricing for buffets now. There. Dollar 99 in destination Vegas. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean it, it probably wasn't bullshit. I mean that's probably like it's something like um Rampart casino or something like that probably probably was that ridiculous <sighs> man that sounds like uh the worst kind of like art house tarantino inspired piece of shit in a long time well it makes eight heads in a duffel bag look like fucking right cinema so right so do they take it seems like from the trailer they take every opportunity to like show off her legs or show her panties under the dress or and shit like that constantly. Yeah. She's always ripping off pieces of her dress. Yeah. First of all, her dress is impractical to begin with because it's got like a huge slit up the side which is like right up to her crotch. So her like whole leg is constantly sticking out. Right. But anytime something happens because he gets injured at one point mm-hmm. and she's ripping off pieces of her dress to like bandage him up or whatever. Oh, it looks like what she's wearing, which I guess is a bra. Like uh, as I'm watching the trailer also seems like it's always like, like maybe too big. So it keeps like moving down, like to expose more of her bare breasts as she's running. No, it's really just the top of her outfit. Um, oh, is always, that all? Okay, yeah. It's always flopping it's open so, so you can see her bra. Yeah. But they, they show her like bare bosom several times, so yeah. you don't have to like use your imagination Who or anything. Is this woman. She's been in like a bunch of crap. She yeah. was in the perfect storm. Mm. I did look that part up. She's an episode of Jag. Hmm. Um maybe she could be in the next Jack Reacher movie then. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Oh, she was in Rush Hour. Oh, no. It's the no, TV the TV show. series. Yeah, <laughs> not... 
in an episode of The Mentalist? I go crazy. Bunch of television. Yeah, lots of television. Oh, she was in the TV series Las Vegas. Mm. Nice. Mm. Oh, she got two episodes of Diagnosis Murder. Coming home. <laughs> Boy. That's pretty much like one of the only movies she has like a starring role in, I think. Yeah. There's a movie from 95 called Terrified that she now is not a star of. But that does, oh my god, listen to this 90s cast. Um, Heather Graham, um, Max Perlinch, um, Don Kalfa, Balthazar Getty. It also has Richard Lynch in it. <laughs> um, Carrie Ann Moss. That is very 90s. Oh, oh Richard, man. Richard Lynch is um one of the uh what's it called? Um corrupt corrupt lawyers. Mm. Um from the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I actually recognized him. Um he was he's been uh some of zombies movies. Um Halloween Yeah, he's he's, he's pretty recognizable. Yeah. Yeah. Um maybe this is why. <laughs> Maybe Rob Zombie <laughs> saw Destination Vegas and was like, yeah. Maybe. This guy got all the chops. Yeah. Um, so yeah, terrible movie. Um What what's your chagrin score? It's a nine for me. Um, I said this and I stand by it that it's literally like top five, one of the worst movies I've seen while watching the spin chagrin. Yeah. Um, I know that it sounded maybe kind of funny when I was watching, and I did laugh out loud a few times, um, at, despite myself or in spite of myself. But um, yeah, it's just really bad. Duhamel, oh. Claude Duhamel, or whatever his name is, his performance though needs to be seen, needs to be seen to be believed because it is much worse than what you could ever even think it is. Like it is god fucking awful <laughs> yeah that sounds really bad um i know i really know richard lynch. richard lynch play it was in an episode of highlander um nice the tv series where he played um a character um it was called um cage um as his old like immortal name like back in the day um but um is like this rich dude um in the present day trying to make amends. Was um, he like opposed to Mephos or something? Uh no, he like it's one of those episodes where like fucking Duncan, like, you know, is just like living his fucking life or something, or Richie or somebody, and like they get near him and like sense him and like, you know, go to see who it is basically, because that's the like most of the episodes. And it's like he gets embroiled in some shit or or they get embroiled into some shit helping somebody. And then it's like they like, you know, are helping them and then like they get near like some kind of like meetup. And then it's like, oh like, you know, there's an immortal nearby and it ends up, you know, whatever. He got his head chopped off. Here we are. <laughs> Return of the universe. All right. Yeah, you want to see which what you get to choose from next week? Uh, hold on. I want to actually see it. I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. All right. Getting suspicious in the end. Um, Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Because I, I didn't think about this until today. Okay. Did I get the Kirk Cameron category because you guys were trying to force me to watch one of the old Left Behind movies? 
I don't know. That was a Bledsoe. That was like when I when I took categories from people at last December. I I'm positive that was a Bledsoe category that like he sent in like a bunch of like category suggestions and so I don't know what it was on his mind. If that's the case, that person's a prick because number one, I've already seen it, but number two, like I don't ever want to see it again. It was awful. Right. Yeah, I don't know what the thinking was behind it. I don't know if there's a specific movie or if it was just really funny because Kirk Cameron's awful. A lunatic now? Yeah. Was, all right. Let's... The first category that you have is made by Australians for Australians. And nice. the other category is knifing around. Well, I mean, I think, probably, that, like, I think that both of those could fit in the same category. So could be, could be. I'm taking, I'm taking them both. I'm gonna make it work. Okay, knifing around. Let me, let me. Made by Australians for Australians and knifing around. Okay. Um, <clears throat> who's knifing around category? Whose was that? Yeah. Uh, mine. Knifing Around is a episode of uh, um, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. And that phrase goes through my head for some reason pretty regularly because Brack's like, you know, just this knife and knife and knife, 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 knife and around, knife and around. Um, <clears throat> and it crossed my mind one night. That and... says about you. Crossed my mind one night, and I just threw it in because it's like, oh, that that'll be a good category for fun. Um, you know what it reminds me of when you say knifing around because I I did not know that it was a Space Ghost episode, although that's funny. Reminds me of that Bobby Brown song from the late nineties, "Humping Around." Mm, mm-hmm. It's like ain't nobody knifing around. <laughs> that's good. You should make that song. Yeah, it was. Um, oh, it's too late. I've already made it. Yeah, that's well, the extent of the my knowledge of the lyrics of "Humping Around." Is the choruses "Ain't nobody humping around"? Yeah, that is fascinating, Tom York. You are very, very interesting and very, very perceptive. Really, so interesting and so perceptive that I think we will now fight with knives. What? Yeah, to the death. That thing wasn't even a CD burner to begin with. What are you doing? I'm hosting the show. With that knife? Uh, yes. Oh, really? <clears throat> well, hey, Tom asked me if he could see my knife, and Tom's doing a song about a knife, and he wanted to see what one looked like. <laughs> Isn't that right, Tom? <laughs> right? No. Because it sounds like a good idea. So do it. No. <laughs> then I'll do it. I'm a knife, knifing around. <laughs> you take those those intelligent drugs. I don't need intelligent drugs, Tom, because I don't know what they are. Okay, Tom. Yeah. But I will put anything into my mouth that is given to me, ah. whether it's supposed to go there or not. <laughs> I'm different. <laughs> is that clear with everyone? Very. That is. 
Uh, yeah, there's a scene later where Brack like has the knife and stuff. Um, but yeah, knifing around that was a, that was the Tom York episode of Space Ghost. I think my uh, favorite Space Ghost episode is the Twelve Days of Christmas. Mm, that's 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 another good one. Um, the hi, my name is Brack. Yeah, yeah, and then there's the one with Randy Savage. That's really good. Um, yeah, where he's playing Grandpa Space Ghost or whatever. <clears throat> With his like gray fucking like Van Dyke talking about beating K- stay ha- Haystacks Calhoun. <clears throat> Everybody beat Haystacks Calhoun. It's true. All right. Um, so I had asked you um late last night to think today. Uh we have come full circle. Um, it has been a year since we started food chat. Um and we will be uh, kind of like wrapping up, like, you know, really winding down food chat this year. Um, but I had asked you, since we're full circle, Thanksgiving dinner, the week the, the week before Thanksgiving was the start of this whole thing. I asked you to develop um, like kind of like a non-traditional, like reimagining of Thanksgiving um, and think about that today. So what would you uh, what would you go with if you had to like move away from the staples? So I don't know if you did this on purpose, but you have no idea how much consternation this question caused me <laughs> because I kept like thinking of things and then changing my perception mm. of what the question was. So I, I, I won't name names here. Right. Like, but it's like, you know, um, people that I know have been like really busy and has have done absolutely no shopping for Thanksgiving um, a couple days out. Um so that's why it crossed it? my mind. Um, it's me. It's us. Like me. And I thought. I thought Brandy said you guys got your turkey already. No. No. Oh, that was another person I was talking to. Yes. Um, we 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 have nothing. Yeah. Um. So, so it crossed my actually... mind. Like, man, what what would I do in in lieu of like the staples if I had to? We're <laughs> actually doing a non traditional Thanksgiving this year, my hmm. family, because okay. um. I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but my brother has recently accepted a position um, as a professor at Falmouth University in England. Mm-hmm. Um, so he will not be home until December 20th. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do a Thanksgiving dinner that weekend. Oh, okay. um, it's also the weekend that Frankie graduates. So right, kind of like multi-purpose. But we'll do Thanksgiving mm-hmm. dinner that weekend. Do the you know, turkey, whatever, the traditional. Right. Um, so on Thursday... We're gonna have lasagna and Italian sausage mm. and salad and um I think my mom's gonna make some kind of like other kind of pie or whatever, cake, something. Completely non traditional like Thanksgiving meal. Right. So my first thought was can you do like an entire like Italian themed, you know, meal where maybe your centerpiece is like pastas and you have meatballs and chicken and different sauces and Hmm. you know instead of like having like the cranberry sauce and the sweet potatoes you have like bowls of um like a bowl of alfredo and a bowl of like red sauce and you know you like build your own like plate of like different pastas and sauces and proteins and that's like your your thanksgiving is that's all laid out in the spread right you know bruschetta and garlic bread and 
Um, maybe there's like some some like shrimp diabola and mm -hmm. I think that could actually be like a really good non-traditional Thanksgiving where you have like a huge spread of like terrines of instead of gravy you know this is a terrine of red sauce and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um have like uh like minestrone or like pasta visual or something hmm. um so my thought was that you would do like a big like your centerpiece would be big ziti or big shells or something like that and then you would do um like a like a thing of spaghetti and a thing of linguine and some penne mm -hmm. um some um rotini and then people would like spoon that stuff out onto their plate next to like the shells and cheese and then they would like dribble the sauces on top so you'd have right. like you know oh, i'm gonna take some alfredo and put it over this linguine and i'm gonna take this diabola and put it on top of my penne and so it's like a pasta bar <clears throat> exactly but like you know like the whole spread in the middle and everyone just like goes around and i think that's um I think that'd be a pretty cool thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, so that was my first idea. Mm -hmm. Then I was thinking like, well, could you do like some kind of like, even if it's non-traditional, like maybe some kind of um, uh, like English, you know, like maybe you've got duck instead of the turkey mm. and you do like, like meat pie and figgy pudding and mm -hmm. blood sausage and you know you still have your mashed potatoes because that's a thing um but then the english are really boring so i didn't feel like that maybe shepherd's pie like that's a dish instead of mashed potatoes you shepherd's, got shepherd's pie, pie yeah it feels very fallish yeah yeah because that would be like hearty and um whatever like welcoming and like homey feeling or whatever and then I was thinking, what if instead of a turkey, you just made like a really big meatloaf and built your sides around the meatloaf? Because mm. you could still like, instead of like having a turkey, you have like the giant meatloaf in the center, like maybe do like a bacon wrapped meatloaf mm -hmm. kind of thing. And then you could have, um, you know, you could still have like your green beans and like all your different vegetables and your mashed potatoes. And that would all still make sense. But you could like move into other like non traditional sides, and I don't. I mean, I I know so many people that do like something for Thanksgiving dinner that's like out of the ordinary or something that I wouldn't consider ordinary. But you know, right. like a pasta salad or mm -hmm. um, Texas toast or uh, fuck, I can't remember the one thing I thought. I was like, yeah, that would be really good with meatloaf, and it would make complete mm -hmm. sense, and it would still be the kind of Thanksgiving. Like scallop potatoes and macaroni and cheese. Although most people make mac and cheese for Thanksgiving. Um, really, they do. Okay. Yeah, a lot of families have mac and cheese. Okay. Um, I see mac so, and cheese paired more with ham, at like at Christmas, I think, than Thanksgiving. But that's interesting. So anyway, um, so then I was thinking, um. Maybe you could do like a Mexican Thanksgiving, like uh his like you know, you've got like a fajita bar or something. You've got like steak and chicken that you've like you know whatever sautéed with mm -hmm. onions and peppers, and there's like the fresh tortillas, 
and you've got like some sweet corn cake and you've got you know enchiladas and empanadas and um various like salsas and queso dips and like that's all around and that's like what your is in your terrines is like here's a terrine of like fresh like hot like you know green chili salsa and here's like you know warm like queso dip with chorizo and um because i kept trying to think of like what could you like pass around the table or have somebody like walk around like a table and like load their plate up and i think that um i think the mexican food actually works really well in that respect um you know because you can do like like plantains and you still have like right. all of your vegetables so you have right. like like um beans and rice and um maybe you got like like chicharrones whatever to put on the side so yeah i mean i think that could work yeah um and then i was thinking like what if you did like an asian style like meal because then you could do the duck you could do like a roast duck but you could have you know um like lo mein and th this would be something that i would think that you could just go out and like this is like a christmas story mm -hmm. um thanksgiving where like you go out and you just like buy a bunch of different you know chinese dishes so you've got like some may fun and some lo mein and um like the lobster and the shrimp with lobster sauce and all that stuff and you just like go around and make a whole plate so i don't know yeah but i i, I think if i was really pushing the non-traditional um to the limit I, I i think the um italian one is probably the one that i think it's the best you have like a nice fresh salad with like right tomatoes and onions and lettuce and then like dressing and the different kinds of like breads like your bruschetta your garlic bread i i, I think that's probably I, that's the one that i you said that i like the best is that pasta bar type thing uh that sounds really good the but i if i if i would do anything different this year it would be that chinese thing because i would just go out and buy like fucking like five different chinese dishes from yeah, the chinese I mean, I... restaurant like wednesday night and then just like heat them up and put them out the next day for but i think that's actually like i don't think that's a bad idea because you could do um you know like they have like the boneless spare ribs so you could have like mm -hmm. a plate of them and you can do all the different chinese sauces you know like you could sure. do um like a sweet and sour sauce and right. uh um you could have soups like you could do like Mm -hmm. you know little bowls of like hot and sour or wonton sure. or whatever yep um so Get i think some that, crab, like, you could... crab cheese wontons yeah, exactly. and uh, uh uh what 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 pot stickers like for um exactly yeah. yep the little um steamed dumplings yeah steamed, yep. um yeah i really think that you can make that work and you could plate it and i think it would look really um mm -hmm. you can make it look really classy right um and it would be honestly not super expensive and it would be pretty easy to do yeah and it would honest it would also um i think really like be satisfying for a wide variety of people would appreciate right and enjoy but i think yeah. like if you were going to cook i think the italian thing is probably the the yeah. most appealing to me yeah so Thank you. Yeah, those are some good ideas. The pasta thing, if like I had like the time and like energy, would be really cool. Um, if I was that, and I was probably like a better cook. Um, I mean, the good thing is you only really have to cook one thing because you're really. I mean, the big centerpiece is like right. It's the sauces, the ZD, the shells, the mm -hmm. lasagna, whatever it is you make. Right. 
and your lasagna is good and then yeah. it's really just yeah sauces yeah i mean i don't approve of this but you could 100 percent just like buy like good canned sauces and like spice them up with different ways like sure sure get like the generic like um the son of italy marinara sauces fine because i use it to like make dips with sometimes mm-hmm um and it's like super cheap but you like you know fry some pan fry some onions and garlic and peppers and then pour that sauce and add some like pepperoni to it or whatever and you can make like a really good like cheap and easy red sauce yeah so um so i did pose this um i want you to like grade here i posed this question to chat um this evening the non-traditional thanksgiving yeah okay here's its menu their menu appetizers miso glazed brussels sprouts and pumpkin hummus with pita chips is the appetizers main course citrus and herb grilled salmon and stuffed acorn squash with quinoa and cranberries sides Curry coconut sweet potato mash, spiced maple roasted carrots, and kale and persimmon salad. This would be served with one of two types of bread um, sesame ginger non bread or garlic and herb um, focaccia. Um, desserts cardamom and pistachio baklava will be the dessert so here's my i mean that's just super pretentious yes and like would be incredibly expensive to make i mean like yeah there's definitely like when you when they talk about bias and ai i think like i think there's definitely like you can see that in that answer um right i i feel like that's <laughs> something they ate on secession or something <laughs> right right <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I mean, some of that stuff sounds good, but it also, yeah. it's not necessarily non-traditional aside from the salmon. It's just taking like the traditional flavors of Thanksgiving and reimagining them in a different way. So I don't know yes. if I even think that that's like right a good answer for like non-traditional. Yeah. Uh, my prompt was uh, reimagine Thanksgiving dinner if you took away all the staples of a traditional Thanksgiving what would the menu look like for that day um so it just took away the staples i think um yeah although it it did say it, it repeated let's reimagine thanksgiving dinner with not a non-traditional menu and then they decided to say incorporating diverse flavors and cuisines so i think that was their attempt but um but yeah they just kind of like it could be that like my prompt um taking away the staples they tried to keep some of the flavors and stuff yeah. like that. Um, whatever. I mean, it a lot of it sounded delicious. I just don't know that you would. Yeah, the curry coconut sweet potato mash is actually like the thing that like most interests me. Probably like that actually sounds really good. I asked yeah. for a recipe and they gave it to me. Three large sweet potatoes peeled and diced. One can of coconut milk. Two tablespoons of curry powder, two tablespoons of unsalted butter, and then salt and pepper to taste. Garnish with cilantro if you want to. 
Well, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that cardamom and pistachio baklava actually sounds really good too. Um, baklava uh, is so hard to make though. Yeah. Yeah. Heaster's going to Texas. Although we haven't gotten a Heaster text in a while, but we haven't. We haven't. Um, I, I think the racing okay. season, the racing season, I think is probably wrapped up by now. I think he told me that that it was wrapping up pretty soon. So, uh, maybe we'll we'll get like a text about something, some food chat from four weeks ago or something. Anyway, we're gonna get yelled at because I said baklava I was hard to make, and he's gonna be like, "Here's six easy recipes." Yes. Um, super easy, barely an inconvenience. <clears throat> <laughs> Friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, um yeah it was so, it was i i thought about it a lot today though, yeah so it was a really no that's good. No, was good yeah i thought it was a good thought exercise for you yeah um killed some time uh have you watched the thanksgiving trailer by any chance i don't remember okay i know about that movie but i so in in honor of Thanksgiving, I did want to watch this one trailer with you, and I think that's where we'll call it a night. Um, we're not the... going to watch the Godzilla trailer. Oh, did you want to? Yeah, I talked about this. Oh, you look it up. It's the only thing I've been thinking about for like a week now is watching is when Godzilla minus one comes out. Now I'm going to watch it. I've been watching Godzilla, Godzilla minus one. Hold on, is this the is Kurt Russell in this? No, that's Monarch. Oh, that's the Apple Plus TV series that is set in the the Fat Godzilla universe. American you... Godzilla. Oh, there it is. Hold on, no. Godzilla minus one is not coming up. Is it like minus the word? Minus? I don't know. Look up Godzilla 2023. Good. Yeah, it is the word minus. That's why I wasn't yeah. coming up. Okay. Good call. M-I-N-U-S. Good call. Okay. Um, let me get through this ad. All right. Well, we're transitioning here into Thanksgiving. <laughs> the movie. Right, and then we'll watch Godzilla Kilroy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So this is who is this Eli Roth, right? It's based on the um. Yeah, I think Eli the phony, Roth directed the phony it. trailer from yeah. uh, Grindhouse. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's Eli Roth then. Um. So yeah, this is the trailer Thanksgiving horror movie uh, directed by Eli Roth. Um. That's based off the Grindhouse trailer from God. How many years ago now? Like fucking like twenty seven seventeen or something. Yeah. I think it was like 06. I hate the trailer, before, the teaser before the trailer. Can't stand it. Okay, killer chopping up carrots, tapping his foot to... Heavy booted foot. Heavy booted foot to the music, tapping it. Timer goes off. I have actually seen this trailer, but we can keep going. I used yeah. to love this town. Until what happened that night. 
Tomorrow's Thanksgiving, and I'm tired of pretending like everything is normal and it's not. I want things to go back to normal too. Oh, the guy from um, Suits. Thanksgiving huh. is an institution here. From a bunch of other horror movies too. And that was uh, what's his name from uh, what's that guy's name from Grey's Anatomy that like made the comeback? From the he was the '80s actor. I don't know nothing about no Grey's Anatomy. Um, Patrick Dempsey. Oh yeah, that was Patrick Dempsey. Was one of the cops. Someone's out for revenge, and they're turning it into a sick holiday game. I actually think this looks amazing. Just so you know. We're all tagged, and our names. I haven't watched table. it yet. This is my first time. By us. I don't know any younger actors, so I have no idea if any of um. Okay, that's 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 funny. Anyway. The the corn cobs to the ears. The corn cobs and yeah, yeah, oh, corn cob steaks. Whatever. The more twisted it gets, the weapon he's using is straight off a Thanksgiving table. <laughs> I don't want to spend my life looking over my shoulder. We need to stop him. Hmm. Yeah, I love the look of the movie because yeah. it's very um. Well, it's very classic but updated. Very 1980s. It's, right. It's reverential without being like cloying or precious. Right. Yeah. And it's got the nice. It's very happy Thanksgiving. It's got the good pacing of like a um 80s horror movie. Yeah. And I think the kills look pretty inventive. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Considering agree. they're all yeah. based around like. I like that. Yeah. It kind of, you know, what it reminds me of. It reminds me of um, my bloody Valentine in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. like the look of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I approve that. Of that. Yeah. All right. Here is what? Why is this coming up? It said, "Look, Godzilla minus one trailer." No, right? that is that's the fucking Monarch trailer. Legacy of Monsters. You don't want that. This. I don't know. This. Hold on. I don't know. I'm watching a commercial because you're too poor to afford YouTube Red. If you look up Godzilla minus one official trailer, right, two. It, yeah, it's got to be this. Yes, one. this is it. Yeah. All right. Have you watched this already? No, but yeah. I'm looking at a thumbnail on my YouTube right now. Right. Okay. Here, I Godzilla minus one. So what? Like you know this is coming out, so you mark down and start watching Godzilla movies. Is that what happened? Yes, that's exactly what happened. I'm a huge Godzilla mark. Because the recent movies have been so good, so you think this is going to be alright? This is made by Japanese people. I have much more faith. Mm. It actually reminds me of a really good um, reimagining of the original movie. Hmm. Was that Russian horror movie from the 2000s Frank, that got popular for a minute? Night Watch and Day Watch. Yeah. Like that shit looks amazing. It's Godzilla just like 
destroying oh, everything. There's something about like some of the backgrounds, like the haziness of them that reminds me of that Night Watch stuff. I mean, that shit. Fucking Godzilla looks amazing. Godzilla looks really good. Like so that's, see that's real like some of this like it's like some of the background stuff like that like over there like those buildings look are so cgi to me i think that is a callback to the toho um godzilla stuff honestly Minus. i think that's on purpose gotcha to make to be reverential to like yeah, just, the okay the man in suit godzilla okay so supposedly this movie has a good focus on like the humanity of the people of Tokyo. Hmm. Um and then we'll, we'll like just murder them randomly. Hmm. Um I don't know, it sounds amazing to me. I'm really um really super <laughs> excited to see it. That's cool. I um You are not a fan of Godzilla. Um, for various reasons. No, and I'll let you tell me all about like the history of Godzilla next year. Um, yeah, uh, I've never, I've, I've never forced you to watch Godzilla movie. You have not, and and yeah, no, I am not. I have, I, 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 I'm not a fan of like big monster things. Um, in general, like I never have been. Uh, what, who, what do I call him? Um. Rayhausen is that what I call it? Yeah, Rayhausen. Um, Harry, uh, Ray Harryhausen. Um, movies like I fucking hate those things. Um, they were very much like Larry Gasberry type things. Not so much Godzilla, but like, um, but I also have like trauma, like to some degree, like with Godzilla. Like Larry did watch those actually. Now that I think about it, if they were on, um, but I have a story I'll tell next year. I think you know it already, but um. But yeah, like I have like uh, Godzilla pops into my mind like usually like every couple weeks, like a few weeks or something like that. Um, Me too, but for positive reasons. Yeah, mine's mine's not positive. Um, it's just like nothing but like guilt and re and regret. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about that next year when we do that episode. Um, but yeah, I thought Godzilla looked good. Um, like. The acting looked better than, not that I know what I'm talking about, but it looked better than any of the recent like American Godzilla movies. The American Godzilla movies awful. are so wrong-headed in so many ways. Like they just don't understand. Yeah. But you know, this is not the Godzilla episode. But I'll say this really quick. I I think part of it is. I mean, Godzilla was a reaction, obviously, to like the bombing of Hiroshima and um, Nagasaki. And so when the Japanese, like, originally, the original Godzilla is an abject horror movie about this is what happens when we don't properly use, like, nuclear power. Right. Um, and I just don't know that, like, the American directors necessarily can capture uh, that same feeling of, like, you know, menace and whatever. Oh, I, the yeah. Japanese no. can capture. No, um, absolutely and I don't. Not. I got Godzilla's too too fucking fat in the legendary movies. Like he's just like he got this big fucking fat neck, and I don't. He's just not Godzilla, right? But I don't hate those movies. 
Um, I just don't like them as much as I enjoy. Like, there's a movie from a few years ago called Shin Godzilla that we'll talk about when we do the top five Godzilla movies list. Um, that's a reimagining of Godzilla, but in like the most horrifying way. Like, as an actual like, it's basically like a true horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about it, but it's like so much smarter than um, yeah, yeah. It's not just about like two big monsters fighting. Or a monster being like a big monster being shot by a bunch of things. Although that, I mean, that's an important part of like any Godzilla movie. Yeah. Um, the one, the ones that I've seen is, I guess I saw the original that was like in the fifties, right? Um, fifty four. Um, I saw that one, and I saw Godzilla King of the Monsters, which the one from the. Early was also no, that was also fifties. Mm. I think it was like another fifties one. Um, I seen Mothra. I've probably seen more than you think. I um, um, have um, Mothra and uh, what? It, there was one from the nineties that I saw. That was Godzilla ninety nine. No, no, no. It was the it was the one MF Doom. Um, Ghidorah. Um, oh, Ghidorah. It was a 90s version of like Godzilla and Ghidorah. Um, and then I saw uh, Mega Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla. Um, and. Well, oh, maybe Mega Godzilla. I don't know. What was... There's so many Godzilla movies. I haven't seen all the Godzilla movies. Right. Yeah. Um, Mothra was. There, was. there was another one. What the fuck was it? Um. I don't know. I'll figure. Oh, Megalon. That's I. That's the one I. I have. <laughs> Everyone has seen Godzilla versus Megalon because it yeah. was in Woolworths for like a dollar. No, I have. Hold on. I have not seen Godzilla versus Megalon. Godzilla versus Megalon is the thing that like I think about all the time though. Um. <clears throat> so I have actually not seen that one. Uh. So maybe if it makes your list, um, I'll finally see it. But I will not make Megalon is not a good movie. Mm. Um, all right, so that'll be early next year that we'll do that. But uh, in the meantime, um, coming up soon, we will have um, episode 198 of the uh, main podcast where we'll be covering the top five horror movies of 2008. And next week, we'll be back with um, Frank, who's going to combine both categories for next week, uh, on the Spin Chagrin of knifing around and made by Australians for Australians. Uh, Ain't nobody knifing around. (laughs) Have a good week, everybody. Deuces.